Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. I'm your host for today again. Yes, Emmanuel is not available and I'm taking a spot again today. Um, yeah, I saw your comments the last time I did this. Um, I think a couple of people said I did very well. I hope I do well again today. So, yeah, without further ado, is ado. Without wasting much of your time, let's just get into what we are talking about today. But before we start, I'm here today with, you know, my usual partner in crime. Um, I, I'm not a <laughs> partner in crime. Please let me know what we are seeing on life. <laughs> life TV. All right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, like we usually do, talking about tech stories um, from all over the continent and some from outside the continent. And we're talking about how it affects us here in Africa. And I think something really interesting happened yesterday. Um, but something really interesting has been happening in Senegal for a long time. But yesterday, they decided to ban TikTok. Yes. Um, I know that sounds, I mean, when we start talking about um, rights and things like that, you know, that sounds like something you should not do. But... I don't know why I don't really feel okay. Let me not say. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not really a fan I, of. I, I'm actually waiting for you to explain. So this is this is your this is your mm-hmm. one chance to explain. Mm-hmm. So to like, uh, so viewers, this young man here mm-hmm. believes <laughs> that we should regulate TikTok in particular. So this is his one chance to explain. So make your case for why we should regulate TikTok. Okay. Of course, this is different from Brown Shabu. Yes, yes, it's different. You know. Okay, just we're just deviating a little bit from like Senegal banning TikTok, but my issue with TikTok is just it's it's too like it's it it influence is too much one the craziness is too much to I mean there's this recent trend where um I I don't know how they do it and I I I really don't want to look stupid doing it but I don't know if you've seen it uh, I don't um, uh, where they just keep talking like NPCs, right? And and they just go, um, thank you, thank you for the balloon, thank you for this, thank you a lot to me for the dollar price, thank you. This is the way you are looking at me. That that was the, the exact same reaction I, I had. I, I There's just something about the the platform that just <sighs> I don't know. I just cringe every time. And well, I'm on one. Probably have a different view mm-hmm. on. It, but before we move to Russia, the idea, the story is that Senegal is banning yes, TikTok, TikTok, but they also, um, they had already, um, shut down access to the internet earlier this week. And, uh, it's, it's politically motivated or that, that's what it appears to be. It appears to be politically motivated. But to TikTok, I mean, I, I guess the reason they are doing that could be, uh, like you said, one one problem is uh, not problem now. One thing with TikTok is somehow it's very easy for you to go viral on TikTok yeah. compared to maybe Twitter, where you could be you could be tweeting for years and you don't go viral. But mm-hmm. on, on TikTok, you never know what it is you would, what video you put up that just goes viral. So, um, considering a lot of people have been protesting in the country, and especially if you take if you were really from Nigeria. I mean, if you look at the elections where TikTok played a very big role in voter sensitization, in campaigns, and for instance, it did not appear to be directly influenced by the candidates. It looked like something that 
a lot of people just did. You had people creating content for their candidates. So mm-hmm. it actually shows you that um, the power of social media in cases like that can't be evaluated. It could be used as a way to rally people together. right? So that could be the thinking behind banning it because it's 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 yeah so if, if you do, if you're not really um if you don't really understand what's going on in senegal there has been uh for for some time now there's been some unrest in the country um and it has led to the country banning the internet shutting down the internet twice now i think and there was one in june and then there was another one on monday and now on Wednesday, there was also a ban on TikTok. So, um, I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like for people living there. I read an article where someone who, they actually use TikTok to like sell, right? They use TikTok to, because when you think about social media in general, they've gone beyond just a place for people to ban and discuss. I mean, these discussions, I mean, Social media has now become like that place, like that that, that um, virtual place for us to like meet and discuss important things where people even run their businesses. So, uh, my hearts are with um, everyone in Senegal right Your now. Your hearts, you have yes. to. I'm sorry, my heart. You don't know. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, if you're watching from Senegal, yeah. by any chance, you could send us a message. Yes, uh, if you can. Yeah, you can just send us a message mm-hmm. on any of our um, social media platforms. We would like to hear from you. What's the experience like and how has it affected you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we are now traveling from Senegal to Nigeria. We're still staying in West Africa. But yeah, something interesting happened in Nigeria on Wednesday. And yes, we now have our very own tech bro nominated as a minister uh, in, in President Tinubu's ministerial cabinet, um, Boston Tijani, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's, there was a lot of excitement around the news yesterday. Why I think a lot of, okay, we mostly have tech people as our audience. I don't want to assume, but assuming we have those people that are not really that deep into the tech ecosystem. Let's help them understand why there's a lot of excitement around um, Boston Chinjani being nominated um, on President Tinubu's ministerial cabinet. Okay. Um, so, maybe a little background. So, Boston Chinjani is the, is the founder of CCOB, and CCOB is, is like an incubation um, hub, and it started out in Yaba, and today... They now have about three hubs, I believe, across Africa. There's one in Kenya, there's one in Nigeria, and I can't remember the location for the last one. But it has been, it has been responsible for incubating a lot of startups today. So it has very significant impact on the Nigerian, or it has had very significant impact on the Nigerian tech scene. So he's also one of, probably one of the most experienced people because CCOB is also not just, it's not, um, it's not a young organization. At all. So <clears throat> he's had that like, almost a decade of experience, if no more than that. So that's that's um, that's why there's a lot of excitement, uh, or that's part of it. The, o- the other reason is um, the assumption is that he will be considered for the role of either the minister of. So there are like two two ministries that he could possibly be considered for. So there's the communications and digital economy um, role. 
then there's the Ministry for Science and Technology. We're not sure if these ministries would be collapsed into one. I mean, I think I saw someone saying communications should be separated from digital economy, and I think I agree because they're like two different things, and yeah. you need people who know what they're doing there. But yes, it's is that's the these are the two rules he's most likely going to be considered for. Manu has a, a detailed article on on him, but those are the two rules he could be considered for. But really. I do not share the excitement that mm-hmm. a lot of people have. Why? Why is that? I mean, this this is a political post, and um, they, so the reason a lot of people are probably excited is um, you expect that someone who has experience in the sector, who knows how things work, could be very instrumental in driving change mm. in the in in the tech scene. So we've had cases where policies basically shut down a um, shut down an entire sector. We had the Lagos Okada ban. Yeah. So I'm assuming people are looking at they have this they have an eye on the possible policy um effects of having someone who is both experienced, understands the sector and has the best interest of this sector at heart. Yeah. That's, it makes sense for them to be excited. Yes. Of course it makes so, sense for them mm-hmm. to be excited. But you should also temper your excitement with okay. Caution. I, I think I told you this morning, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mainly because you are operating in the government and most of the time, your policy directions are influenced by sometimes um, mm. factors beyond your control. Mm. So we recently had the Startup Bill and a lot of people have been asking, um, the Startup Act, sorry, the sta- what, what, is the, what are the visible effects of the Startup Act one year after, mm. right? You are you expect that the next person who takes up this position is going to drive conversations and mm. drive um, visible impacts for that. That's that's uh, and I, I I can't remember. I think Boston was probably involved in formulating the Startup Act, right? And it's assumed that this person will have a noticeable impact because the Startup Act too was driven by Oswald Gobadia, who was who has a lot of experience yeah. in in the tech ecosystem so you assume that someone like that would be able to move it so why am i co- why am i um op- why am i cautiously optimistic yeah. like i said the policy that you pursue or do not pursue is influenced by yoga or your boss who is mm-hmm. the president mm-hmm. if he doesn't give you the freedom to do some of the things you want to do mm-hmm. you're most likely not going to be able to do them so based, based on what we know of i mean we've he has only been president for a few months. A few yeah. months. So, based on what you've noticed so far, do you think he will give Bosun Tijani that freedom to make our lives better? He hasn't even had a cabinet, so I can't see how he's going to work with these people. A lot of people we've seen speak are basically his loyalists, right? And mm-hmm. that could also affect how this thing works. I was I, I was saying earlier that there's a lot of politics that goes in, right? So yes, there's a startup act. But the Startup Act is not going to... It, the way it was built, it's not like under one person's purview. So you have a whole lot of other people that have to contribute to it. So for example, you will need um, the Startup Act to make provision for funding. How are we... Is it clear-cut how this funding will be provided? If the government says we are not interested in this because they were not the ones who um, came up with this. Are they, because yes, it's an act now, but they really don't have any obligation or you can't really enforce it if they say, oh, um, we are not interested in this, right? So those are some of the considerations. Is there going to be enough room for him to make the changes 
that the tech ecosystem expects yeah. or needs. So I think, yes, it's a good thing that someone, because one of the reasons people are also excited is we've seen people who, you're wondering, okay, where does this person fit in? But you're seeing someone who has experience. I mean, it's not just... Um, it's not just ecosystem experience that person has. He also has educational qualifications, so he knows he he knows that at very least what should be done, and also how it can be done right. And he can always work with people. But that political aspect of it is very very important, and I think it's something that we should all keep in mind. It's good to have these huge expectations of him as he's getting in there, but it's also important that we understand that there are probably things far beyond his control True. that would affect his impact on the ecosystem but okay yeah um, you heard it here first <laughs> be consciously optimistic yes uh, as excited as we are about you know um like i said in the newsletter this morning having an og tech pro nominated um to be a minister <sighs> Tim has told us you know calm down let's Let's wait and see. But okay, let's let's up. just yeah. Don't get your hopes up. Let, let's but let's hope for the best. Let's yeah. let's hope for the best. Yes. Uh, so still in Nigeria, um, one of um, the very big fintechs in um, the country, OP, um, the CEO, OP Nigeria CEO, recently stepped down as CEO to pursue other things. Yeah. In his announcement on Twitter, he said. It is the end of one chapter and the beginning of another. His name is Olu Akomu. Yeah, I think Olu Akomu was, I think he has been CEO for up to two years. In that time, I think OPE really, they really achieved a lot. I mean, OPE, to me, OPE is one of those fintechs that, well, they have a lot of venture backing. I mean, when it comes to money, they've received mm-hmm. a lot of that, but... During the time Uruakomi was um, CEO, a lot of interesting things happened. I mean, if you look at um, as of the end of 2022, December 2022, we are like the largest agency banking network in Nigeria. Over 500,000 um, agents in the country. So now he's stepping down. Is there something up at OP? Do we know what he's going to do next? So I don't know if you are interested in, in what he's going to do next. <laughs> okay. Really, um, a lot of people in the tech ecosystem probably didn't know him before he became CEO. Mm. His most of his experience has come from the banking sector, communications, mm-hmm. FMCG, right? So it's not like a lot of people knew him. So I don't know how everybody's uh, interested in what he does next. But um, yes, it's a, I guess it's significant news. He's yes. stepping down. Especially when he is stepping down. So OP just celebrated five years. Yes. Did a literary brand as well. And we are this is coming off the back of news that yeah, I mean, on users have grown significantly in the last few years. And the agent network too has also grown significantly, right? So it's like you're bowing out on a high. And it's easy for you to start wondering, is there anything happening that we don't know about? Um, is everything okay at at um, OP? Okay. Right. So yes, it's it's easy to wonder, but really, um, yes, you, we can't really say if anything is happening. Um, but one thing we can say is that he has he has had a huge impact on OP's success to um, to date. 
Yeah, but it's. Yeah. I think another thing I find interesting about his stepping down is also, um, I think this we are noticing a pattern of C level guys at the company stepping down. I think um, in 2022 we had the CTO Olani Alao step down. Um, we also had, I think, this same year we had others, right? A former compliance officer also stepped down, right, this same year. I think about three people in the last two or three years. I think that's that's just something to... Most times it might be nothing... Most, well, oh, should I say... No, most times it's something... Well, sometimes it might just... I don't know about most times and sometimes, but really it could be... They, they, I mean, it could be nothing really... Um, people move around a lot, and if you are being honest, in Nigeria's tech ecosystem, right? People move around a lot. Yeah. One minute you hear someone is here, the next day you're hearing that the person is no longer there. So it's not much of a. I mean, there's probably nothing to it, but there could also be something to it. Um, and then they're also living to other fintechs. A lot of them I have seen are living to other. I think one person moved to Money Point, the other to Flutterwave, yes. right? So don't also forget. These are like two of the largest fintechs on the continent or on the, in the country. So um, they could be attracted to the big possibilities of that these, these other fintechs have, right? So it's, uh, it could just be you seeking a new challenge. It could be you uh, wanting to start afresh or something like that. Or it could be signs of something else that we do not know. But yes, all okay. the best to OP as the... Yeah, all the best right. to OP. I mean, they have a new CEO, Dow, that got in, and it's interesting. Yeah, yes, I it's subject them. to... Yeah, subject to regulatory approval, of course, but we know that most of the time you're not going to announce someone without you getting some form sure. of um, assurance. But there's sometimes in here, so the, if you look around in tech, a lot of the startups you see are headed by really young people. But OP has gone a different route, at least following um Olu's appointment. Mm. Super experienced guy, more than twenty years of experience in different industries and then they bring him in. And now they're bringing someone else who was a former um former I think executive director at the CBN. So this is someone also who comes with a lot of experience. Not just any kind of experience, regulatory experience, which is very, very important mm. if you're going to operate in Nigeria. Yes. Because at the very least you have experience interfacing with regulators, you know what should be done. As someone who's sat on this other side, you know what should be done. So I think it's a very interesting appointment that they made because, like I said, nobody knew Olu before. Mm. Like in the text space, we didn't exactly know Olu before he came on. But this is also an interesting appointment, getting someone who has um, a lot of regulatory experience on your uh, as your as your um, CEO. So is, it, is it the same with Pampe? Like having... Exactly. Like Pompey has a very experienced CEO and an older person. Hmm. So these are the two largest fintechs. The, and the two largest or some of the two of the largest fintechs, I mean there are other large fintechs so that nobody comes from my head. But they are some of the largest fintechs in the country yeah. and they're hiring super experienced people hmm. and they're also having really good growth, at least from what you can see yes. from outside. Right. So, could it be a pattern? Could it be something we should watch out for? Mm. Because as mm. companies get 
more as you get bigger mm. you get to that point where you're servicing 25 million people you may want someone who said is like is a lot more experienced mm. he's not going to move fast and break things and all of that because <laughs> you look at the average age of the Nigerian youth it's very young most people are in their 20s or early 30s very few actually most of them are in their, in their 20s right so uh, these are I think these are interesting things and the reason I think this is interesting is um that's why what people think the average age of successful CEOs 40 and above wow so it could be something that um startups want to consider <laughs> or something that we may begin to see more of as startups mature so okay i th- I, th- i think for me i think what will happen is the young guys will create or maybe found and then as time goes on they step aside they step aside for the big guys to steer well that i mean that is cool because it also signifies that you know oh I've gotten to the point here I can't I can't mm. drive these guys to a certain height and I need someone else to do it. So yes, if you can put your ego aside and do what's best for the business, that's actually a great quality. But I'm actually expecting a lot more of that, really. Because some of the most successful startups in Nigeria are headed by they're not headed by 20-year-olds. That's the reality. So there's something to be said for the experience that. All right. Yes, so from um OP to I'm moving out of Nigeria now. No, I think should we st- should we stay within Nigeria? Or let's move out of Nigeria. All right, let's move out of Nigeria. Let's let's, let's you know no let's stay but let's stay in Africa, right? Let's 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 look at the whole of Africa. Let's get an aerial view of Africa, right? And one thing that is looking at a lot of Africans now is called the hub. Right. The what? The hub. Oh, I'll be the what does have some it's, it sounds very villainous. No, it has some mystical <laughs> Like it, it sounds that sounds like something out of Harry Potter. Yeah, oh, Lord of the Rings. The yes, the orbs is the thing staring at Kenyans right now, and the Kenyan government has suspended it. Not because it sounds weird, but because it is taking a huge chunk of data. So, um, let me back up a little bit so you understand what the story is. So, there's this company called Worldcoin, right? Um, the company wants to create a global database of identity. And a global financial um, system, right? That is open to the whole world, right? So it the, it it tends to do this by um, scanning people's iris, right? So once your iris is scanned, you you get something called a world ID, right? So the world ID is like a is something you can use to identify yourself, right? um on online platforms anywhere basically so why is worldcoin doing this or oh, who is even behind the world concept it's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. samotman the same man behind open ai you know the chat gpt guys is also the one behind this and he's saying that a time will come when ai will pretend to be human beings mm-hmm. i want to sign up for piggy vest i want to sign up for kuda so it is important for us he wants to save us <laughs> yes get to that point. exactly how, like how, that, he has seen things you have not seen nothing how noble of him <laughs> she is the one that did chat gpt and so what yes so maybe the thing that. are showing paper and he's like what have i done so the nigerian in me mm-hmm. and the nigerian um let's see nigerian elder in me is looking at this and i am thinking of some apocalyptic mm. event <laughs> i need to like scanning my iris 
and mm-hmm. you're getting you're inducing people with money right yes so very interesting part once they scan your iris you get a whooping 50 dollars in nigeria is. sorry in africa mm. yeah a lot of people are poor mm. they are giving people 50 dollars 50 dollars. just for context at today's exchange rate 50 dollars in nigeria is i think about 35 to 40 thousand naira. that is um yes, higher yeah. than minimum wage yeah. right? it is higher than getting minimum that wage. just by putting your eye somewhere i don't know how people see it i mean on a continent where people make an average of is it not two dollars a day uh, even up to that it's not up to that giving inflation and you're giving them 50 i'll scan it if they come to nigeria i will scan i will not scan <laughs> because it yeah. i don't know how the kenyan government allowed this to fly for this long they were actually licensed funny enough exactly you don't know what they were what you were licensing really it's so I don't know. It's but, it's it feels irresponsible on the part of the Kenyan. But let's let's look at things from the world coin perspective, right? Okay. So like I said, they want to know the difference between humans and AI. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's that that the major difference between us is, you know, biometric data. Mm-hmm. AI does not have fingerprints, does not have iris. So yeah. they so they're able to like um, yet, they, yet. Because uh, if you people are trying ah. to prepare us for something, maybe yet. you are working on it. Exactly. So the the thing is they want to this they call it to identifying your uniqueness mm. right you want to using yeah. like one motivation so basically a way for you to say oh i'm human i'm, I'm a really. particular unique human right but the funny thing is that world id does not want to know your name they don't want to know personal data they just want you to be able to say i'm a unique human being so the way normal um so say I for do. example your bvn now your bvn has your fingerprints has everything it has your name and everything. World ID just wants to know that. So they could have used fingerprints, but fingerprints is already associated with your personal data. You don't want your personal data. Right. So that's why they are not going into your eye and they are scanning with the hub. I like saying that the hub. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't know why this gives me all the wrong vibes. I've 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 not been following the story so clearly. Mm. It gives me a lot of creepy vibes. First I know it's 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 actually been controversial. The name itself. Mm. I do not trust human beings enough to allow such sensitive data to be in the hands of an of an entity that isn't affiliated with the government. Good. It's I also would. I should also mention that they are affiliated with Sam Bankman Fried. Oh, currently the, on the, the popular uh, fraudster. Yes, the popular crypto billionaire. Don't call him Sorry, the, the popular fraudster man. Yes. <laughs> That's Hollywood. But really, the fact that it's not associated with one government mm. is, it, it, I, I, it doesn't sit well with me. Another question for you. Um, has WorldCoin tested its groundbreaking uh, technology in any country in the West? So, the, very good question. So, the way they are enticing us with $50 a year, mm-hmm. right, in Africa, especially Kenya. So, I think Kenya is where they started they are out starting out with they are not really in other African countries for now. But the way they are enticing so us with fifty dollars here, they are not doing that in the US. Because fifty dollars is not enough. So what are they enticing them with? Right. They are not doing that in the US. And there has been a lot of controversy around them bringing like why are they really focusing on Africa? Let's, so let's it's also available in other Western countries, so mm-hmm. it's in Germany. I think it's in Ireland. You can, while you are not 
paying you fifty dollars in the US to scan your eyes. You can also do it in the US, right? Okay. But but it looks like they have been significantly focused in Africa. Yes. And I'm even starting to think, was that why um, Samotman came to Lagos? Yes. He came to Lagos recently. And maybe they were just saying that. So he's also on tour. He's already really came to look at two people. <laughs> and no, those people are greedy. Maybe if it's $100, he'll give you. Exactly. But guy, if it's $100, I still will not collect it. I will scan the two. I collect $100. <laughs> <laughs> I will scan my tongue. <laughs> For I was them to understand it. Hundred dollars that you spend in how many days? I mean, maybe, maybe one month if you are uh, if you decide to stretch it very well. Funny enough, funny enough, I actually I converted you know, some of my mini um, USDT. Mm. Was it hundred or fifty? God knows how I spent it. I just Good. can't find it again. Good. So hundred dollars is small. If, if he wants to do it, let him let him up his offer to a thousand dollars. I'm telling you. Two I case. mean, if you, want my, I, if you want my, what is how? Sorry, how much are they selling kidney on the black market? I'm telling you, ah, this is my eye, nah. exactly. But, but, but it's mm. there's something I'm thinking about, and um, this may not be the best example. Mm. But the European Union has been very strict with policy. Entrepreneurs often balk, and they say it kind of stifles innovation. Mm. But it also has the added advantage of ensuring that stuff like this doesn't happen frequently. And what are we doing regarding regulation? Right? We need to get proactive with regulation. I think we I was we were having that conversation um before. But we really need to we need to get proactive with um, regulation, especially when these are foreign entities. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I don't know. You may say that Africans are not producing enough, but the fact that an entity that isn't associated with your mm-hmm. government is coming and demanding sensitive data, it's very important that they are uh, strictly regulated. Explain what you're doing. Make sure you're carrying all the regulators along, so that if something happens along the way, we can always say, "Oh," or you yourself, for for starters, can say, oh, "Regulators are carried along," so we cannot say, "Oh, we are blaming the regulators." But in a case. Mm-hmm. My whole argument is, or my whole point is, African countries need to start taking regulation seriously. Don't say um, we don't have AI companies yet, or we don't have a lot of AI companies yet, so we can't start thinking about regulation. We need to be seven steps ahead. I was at an event where someone was saying... You know, those days where you see regulation, you catch, catch up with technology. Can't, uh, because the thing is, mm. um, especially with AI, right, this is one technology that has immense potential to be exploited. Yeah. Forget all the kumbaya that you want to be thinking for us and telling us it's going to change the world. It's going to, it can easily be exploited. And considering the, uh, the capabilities it's being trained to possess, mm. it means that it can do some really incredible things. Yeah. So, you need to put ground like these serious ground rules that this is how it is used because i say this because as africans we've had a history of exploitation right um let's not portion blames now but (laughs) we've always had a we've had this history not always but Mm. for the last hundred years of our history we've had this history Mm. of exploitation Mm. and one of the reasons it has continued is because we don't have like you don't have the, either the political capital or the political will to ensure that um, it's stopped or controlled. Mm. 
we are getting into a, we, are, we are we are at an age or in an age where basically information is is what rules the world and i think it's yeah it's every african government mm-hmm. needs to take it very seriously yeah which regardless of you know what even if you are in a country and you have just one ai startup in the entire sub region like we need to work on frameworks for that yeah so um kenya decided to suspend them after they decided to license them i don't know what's going on there but they been suspended for now and they are saying they are looking into it and once they are sure that everything is okay and it poses no risk to their citizens mm-hmm. then you can go ahead but let's leave what coin <laughs> for some time let's let's go to um my dear friend Binance. yes yes Binance is my dear friend saved me yes it has saved me a couple of times you know especially when when it comes to moving so I'm I don't have money. When I say moving money, I'm talking two K three. All right, yeah. So um, so a few weeks ago, um, we're talking about the Nigerian SEC saying um the entity called Binance Nigeria Limited is illegal in Nigeria, and then we asked Binance that, and they we say, are you? They are saying you guys are illegal in Nigeria. And Binance says. Our name is not Binance Nigeria Limited. We are not affiliated with them. The SEC was not talking to us. The SEC said, ah, nice one. Nice one. So, again. Pointed out that you are the one. SEC now said, eh, okay. SEC now said, Binance, www.binance.com is illegal in Nigeria. Trying to make sure and confirm that we were actually talking about the Binance that we are on, right? And then we asked Binance again, and this time Binance were not so quick to give us a response, and they said they will not be responding at this time, right? So basically, what the SEC is trying to do is they are saying not just Binance, but a lot of crypto companies that are not registered with the SEC mm-hmm. are illegal in the country, and. What my take from this is, it's really not a which which um, which ones or Nigerian regulators being at it again, or what they are just trying to do is protect people. Um, in the circular they released, they you know hammered on seeing how risky these things are, and you know where there is no regulation, you can easily get hurt, and there will be no remedy. But what I think they are trying to do is because last year. SEC released their guidelines right, for crypto and blockchain companies, and you know one of the things there was if you are an exchange, you need to pay up pay up capital of five hundred million naira, mm. right? You need this, you need that, plenty, plenty money like that. So I think what they are trying to do is they are trying to get these exchanges to actually register. I think after they release those guidelines. No, nobody came and said, "Oh, we've seen it. Oh, we want to register." Right. And funny enough, Binance is actually only registered in the whole of Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't only registered in South Africa. Okay. So, SEC doesn't want to agree for them. So, I think what's going to happen now is Binance needs to be registered. But now, the issue is, this is a tough time for crypto companies. Right. Tough. Yes, a very tough, tough time. I can assure you that if you send a company, majorly Africa focused or Nigerian or African, to bring five hundred million to you now, did not have. 
<laughs> yeah. most likely they, they probably do but it's it's a really tough time we've seen layoffs we've seen shutdowns bond sh- um stopped it um exchange and recently um could that be one months. of the reasons they, they decided to stop it hmm? could that be one of the reasons they decided, decided to, to shut down because of the regulatory yeah. yes the regulatory environment has not been very kind to them but the main issue is the crypto winter. I mean, regulatory problems have always been existing. There was regulatory problems in 2021. No, I'm saying, um, so mm. now they are required to have this paid up capital. Mm. And if they do that, if they continue operating on exchange, maybe the SEC decides to come after them after a while. Mm. Um, if, if you decide that, okay, I don't want this trouble at all, mm. maybe I should just shut this product down. Mm. So now you're no longer an exchange. <laughs> you're doing something entirely different. So if the SEC ever comes after you, you can say, "Oh, I'm not an I'm exchange," not true, and true. then you save true. that money. Well, we are talking about bond for bond, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking it's, about bond. But uh, I argue that that's not the case, given that if it's not only bond that has shut down recently. No, I'm, no I'm, I'm talking about bond. Okay. Like okay. this maybe could that, be. Uh, I mean, that would be a smart one, one of the considerations. Probably, of course, yeah. we are not speaking for bond, but yeah, we are just you know. Yeah, speculating, educated guesses, you know, like we usually do on the Tech Point Africa podcast. Yes, we've said a lot of things today that's been quite interesting. Yeah, before uh, we go, yes, before we need to have a brief conversation. So, maybe we should just touch on the stories, just mention them. Yeah. So, um, like you said at the beginning, Senegal banned TikTok. Yes, another thing about crypto companies again, Quidax um, was recently delisted from Google Play Store. Mm. and it was on the same day they were celebrating their fifth birthday that was so so i mean happy for them staying you know, alive the i'm telling you chopping breakfast on your birthday that's nice but again there's a good news there they've been around for five years um you know staying strong although you know they encountered some difficulties towards the end of last year where they had to lay off i think about 100 people again crypto winter so um aside from that what else is going on uber yes uber recently uh made its first profits after 14 years yes um some people have turned this to aspire to maguire don't, don't copy uber <laughs> nobody's not travis colonic nobody will give you 14 years to make profits not even 14 years nobody's going to give you the biggest <laughs> manners or uh, maybe or maybe because our technical system is small maybe we might get to that point where in a couple you know, 50 only, years you are not making profits but you know you say what thank you 50 years 50 years yeah. how how long do you think he must do <laughs> but yeah i mean those are the stories um i hope you've very important conversation we need okay. to have so two things mm. this is um this is uh how do you call it shameless plug no, it's not a shameless plug. It's actually yeah. a plug. Yeah, so it's, shameless it's, plug. It's, it's, First of yeah. all, let's start with the easy ones. Okay. There's a newsletter, Tech Point Digest. There'll be a link in the description. description. So you want to wake up every morning to a love letter that tells you everything that is happening yes. in the tech ecosystem. That's for Digest. Two, FinTech Today. If you, you work in any FinTech startup, whatever you do, product manager, customer service, customer success, um, software engineer, you also want to know what's happening in your industry regulatory moves who is living like we talked about today what impact it could have um yeah you want to know that so subscribe to fintech today there's a workaholic this is like almost everybody right so you want to know um tips for you to improve 
your performance, your productivity, especially if you're working from home and you're tempted to like be like you you're tempted to take lunch break to cook lunch. Mm. You got what I'm saying? Mm. So subscribe to the workaholic. Then there is equity merchants, which I write. Yes. Um if you work uh, it's actually for founders, um, investors, basic executives, operators. Um, if you want to keep abreast with like operational issues, everything happening, regulatory. Um, I talk about regulation a bit. Um, there's also investments and basically any resource that will be that you think would be valuable to you, right? So um, subscribe to these newsletters and also se- like basically tell us what you want to see. Okay. Then, Next week is Speech Friday, right? And um, next week is Speech Friday. Yes, yes. more jobs. I don't blame you. <laughs> have, you have been spoiled. <laughs> but next week is Speech Friday, and this is my personal appeal to you, right? Um, if you're a lady, send me. If you're a lady building any startup, send me an email. Yes, my yes. email, please. Ladies, they'll speech, link speech, it speech to in. Um, they'll link it in the description. Please send me an email. You have special consideration. Um, if you're a guy, also send me an email. But like I said earlier, you don't have special consideration. Um, and what is Speech Friday? If you're an early stage startup and you're building a product, it doesn't matter what stage you're at. Um, it could just be an idea. It could be you have an MVP, you're about to launch, or you just recently launched. You can come there. And the idea is that you come, you pitch, you get a lot of feedback. And who knows? You may meet. So we have a lot of people who come. So you may meet your next investor, your next employee, if you're looking for co-founders, I know some of you have asked me um, how to go around or go about asking for or finding co-founders. You will get that there, right? So come for Pitch Friday next week. Um, just stay tuned to all our channels, social media, and um, yeah, social media, the newsletters, you get more info. Then, finally, having a, having a work event yes. in October. Modern Workplace conference, conference. Africa. So, um, this event is actually for everybody. So usually we have niche events, FinTech, um, fin- the TFS, um, FinTech Summit. We have build, which is like for everyone. But work, I think this concerns everybody, right? If you work in any company in Nigeria, whether you work at an FMCG, you work at the startup, um, or you work in a telco, basically anywhere you work, a bank, this is for you. There'll be a link in the description as well. Register. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a sponsor, if you run a startup, or you run, run any company and you want to um, you want to sponsor the event, you could also there's a, just go to the website, the, the, the link will be there. So, yeah, um, it's also important to, to say, even if you don't work anywhere, I yes, in search of jobs, yes, very, very important. What we're talking about say, is getting jobs, moving up in your career, the HR people will be there, the founders, yes, the will be there. So, that's yeah, basically so what the discussions are about. So, if you want to network with somebody, come there. So, you know what you said, right? We've had stories where people came for the event. And they got jobs, right? So this could be you. Who knows? You may be the next person that OP decides to hire. So yes. make sure that you are at the Modern Workplace Conference. Um, Gracious is currently stressing our lives and telling us to get out. So this is the part where we... Let me tell you, goodbye, have a nice day, and we'll see you in the next one. Toodles.